transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. Wisdom is seen first and foremost by what you build. Jesus said that a wise man built his house. Paul says, as a wise master builder, I have built. I have laid the foundation. Wisdom builds. Wisdom builds enduring structures, functional structures, and graceful structures. Money does not build. Wisdom builds. Time does not build. Wisdom builds. The structure of your life, the structure of your family, the structure of your relationships, these are the things you are building. And I can evaluate you, you can evaluate me based on what I've built. How have I built my marriage? How have I built my children? How have I built my, my relationship? How have I built my job? How have I built my profession? You evaluate by structure. Everybody say structure. Okay. Second thing that she saw about Solomon was his supplies. His supplies. The food on his table. It's not just about nutrition. It's about the food. Because there's something about his food that attracted the woman. Was she hungry? No. Didn't she have food to eat? She had food to eat. Is it the first time she has seen food? No. So it's not just the availability of food. It is the supply of food. Solomon kept a constant supply of food in his court. His table was never lacking. There was no shortage. It was well stocked for everyone's need. Wisdom is seen in the provisions you make for yourself. Is there food on your table? Are you able to provide for yourself? Do you, are you able to supply your own needs? Because if you can't put food on your own table, how can you put food on my table? Somebody who cannot put food on his own table, how can you trust him to put food on other people's table? If he doesn't know how to keep a constant supply, how is he going to keep a constant supply for me? Is there a constant supply of resources at your table? Wisdom does not oscillate between supply and scarcity. Wisdom builds on a culture of unreliable supply. The Queen of Sheba realized that at every time there was something on Solomon's table. There are people with money who can't contain or maintain a steady supply. One moment they have an overflow, the next moment they are begging for help. That is not wisdom. Wisdom maintains constant supply. That's the second thing she saw, that this man has a constant supply. There's no shortage. The third manifestation she saw was the staging, staging. She describes it as the seating of his servants. To stage something means to present something that has been well produced. Stage. When we say that somebody is staging something, it means that it has been thought about, it has been choreographed, and it has been well produced. It's a production. 
So when the woman went into Solomon's court, he saw that people were not just sitting haphazardly. People were not sitting by heart. Everything has been staged. Everything has been thought about. Everything is choreographed. Everything is produced. Wisdom does not leave things to chance. People sat in their appointed places. People followed the schedule. When you went into Solomon's court, you knew you couldn't just go in and sit anywhere. There is staging. People know they can't just flow in and out of your life. When, when people feel they can flow in and out of your life, they can just bump into you anytime and distract you, your life is not well staged. When people think they can interrupt you at any time and make you run their shuttle, your life is not well staged. Things are not properly seated. And she saw, she just stood there and saw, this is a production. From the highest rank to the lowest rank, everybody is properly seated. You don't have a slave sitting in a king's chair and a king sitting in a slave's chair. Sometimes in certain places, you can't tell who is sitting in what chair because the chairs are not well seated. There's no proper staging. People talk who must not talk. People act who must not talk. People who issue statements they are not authorized to issue. Whose seat are you sitting in? There's no proper production. You don't expect that you come to church and you find that everybody is just, you know, talking anyhow. Somebody's supposed to give announcements and he turns announcements into prayer topics. Somebody's supposed to lead prayer and he's preaching with a prayer. Somebody is supposed to do one thing. The ushers are moving all over the place. One of the things we try to do in this church is to state what we do. It's proper production. Ushers are not going around. I'm not sitting, standing here preaching and then somebody will come and whisper in my ears. No. No. It doesn't happen here. Even when people have to get up and go out to go and... Uh, do whatever they have to do. It's properly managed. Because wisdom is in the staging, in the production, in the thinking that goes behind what you do. That's the third thing she saw. Fourth thing she saw is the services produced or offered in Solomon's court. The service of his waiters. The queen of Sheba, I'm sure, saw prompt responses of the servants. When a diner needed service, the servants were there to meet the need. Service was responsive, beautiful to watch, prompt. If food spills on the floor, they clean it up instantly. Water fill, spills or wine spills, it's cleaned up instantly. Somebody's causing the commotion, they reposition the person quickly. You don't have a situation where people are disturbing, hey, hey, whoa, well, you know, leave people. That's how people are. No, no, no. You don't leave people to be people. <laughs> people must be managed. You have to manage. And the service must manage things. It's like, you know, people come to say, well, we come to we, we just move as we are led. We just flow in the spirit. If I'm preaching and you are flowing in the spirit, you will be serviced. Will service you out because at this time the attention is on me 
At the time the singers are singing, the attention is on them. When the singers are singing, I don't get up here and whilst they are singing, I'm also preaching, hey, in the name of Jesus, Jesus is Lord. No. There is proper production. So when the queen of Sheba saw it, she says, wow. No food is spilled on the floor. No wine is spilled on the floor. Everything is taken care of because the servants are on top of what is happening. The fifth thing that she saw was security arrangements in Solomon's house. His cupbearers, his cupbearers. The cupbearers were people who, if you saw a cupbearer in the, in the days of old, they looked like they were just giving wine to the king. But the cupbearer keeps his eye out for every detail in the place because the cupbearer works closest to the king. They have the job to keep the king's security. They are bodyguards and they are there on the surface they are offering wine but in reality they are protecting the king. And she saw that. She saw the cupbearers, the security arrangements. Cupbearers also were there to make sure the king is not poisoned because in those days People were assassinated easily, and the number one way to assassinate is to put poison in the food of the king. The cupbearer was making sure the poison doesn't get to the king. He's not poisoned. It's a security arrangement, and she saw it, and she saw the positioning. She could tell before anybody can get to this king, he has to cross this cupbearer, and it's impossible. And the king will never accept a cup from anyone except the cupbearer. You can't just go to the king and say, oh, I, you know, we are from the village. And we, <laughs> we, we, just, we just gave you, we, we are coming to give you this goat to eat. This goat, do you know what is in the goat? Oh, we just came from the village. We, we, we are your people. We, we just gave you this palm wine to drink. You drink, boom, you are dead. The cupbearer will say, yes, you love the king. Yes, you want to give him palm wine. Yes, you want to serve him. But you go through me first. You go through me first. This man is so important. If he falls, there is danger for the whole kingdom. I can fall and a new cupbearer will come into place. But if this one goes, we are all in trouble. There is instability for the whole kingdom. So the cupbearer makes sure that he screams what goes to the king. Security. The queen of Sheba saw it. Sixth thing the queen of Sheba saw was style. Your wisdom is seen in your style. The Bible describes it as the apparel of his servants. The queen of Sheba noticed the sense of style and elegance in Solomon's court. Everyone who was on duty was dressed for their role. Wisdom is manifest in your sense of style. The way you dress influences the way people address you. So do you have a sense of style? What does your style say about you? Do you is your style classical? Is it traditional? Is it contemporary? Is it postmodern? Is it eclectic? Is it African? Is it European? What is your style? Even your dress style, what is it? Oh, this, this is nice. I'll wear it. What is it? There has to be a consistency about what you're trying to do. What is your style? 
your furniture at home. Antique, modern, Chinese. <laughs> what is the style? What is the style? What message are you communicating? It's not what is affordable. It's because your style is an extension of your wisdom. I try to dress according to a deliberate, intentional style. I don't just wear clothes because they are nice. I wear them because there is a style I am putting forward. This church is decorated according to a style. There's a consistency. There's a method. So go and find a style. So you don't allow anything in your house. So you're going to find your sitting room is dressed, is, is set up like an Indian place. Your bedroom is like China. Your children's bedroom are like Germany. And, and, and people ask, so, so what's your style? As for me, you know, I was just going to the market and I saw this thing, it's very nice. It's lack of wisdom. It's lack of wisdom. If the Queen of Sheba came to your home, she would leave and say, I heard. But what I've seen, no, 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 no. Your style. Your style. And finally, the seventh thing that the Queen of Sheba saw, and I think this is the most important thing she saw, was the spirituality, the spirit. The Bible says she looked at the entryway to the house of the Lord that Solomon had. Actually, that phrase in, in the real Hebrew means the sacrifices he made to go into God's presence. So I'm sure the Queen of Sheba is looking at everything that is happening and she's asking herself, what is the secret behind Solomon? Why is he so together? Why is everything so together? I mean, I mean, what is the secret? Then she saw Solomon rise. And she saw Solomon going into the house of the Lord. And she saw the order by which he approached the house of the Lord. And he saw, she saw the sacrifice. And she saw the reverence. And she saw the dedication to God. And she saw all the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the Bible says when she saw that, there was no more spirit in her. She said, oh, now I know. This is why this guy is so wise. Because she's found the secret. He knows how to approach God, how to honor things that are sacred, things that are important, his sense of reverence. That is what is flowing down. Because he has reverence for God, he organizes his life according to the same meticulous, systematic reverence for God. That's why his servants are ordered, because that's how he approaches God. That's why he goes, his servants are well-dressed, because that's how it is in the temple. The priests are well-dressed and everything is orderly in the temple. And he has taken the order of the temple and made it his lifestyle. And when the queen of Sheba saw that, there was no more spirit in her. The fear of the Lord 
not running away from God, but the respect for God is the beginning of wisdom. If you want to be wise, you don't have to be familiar with God and take God for granted. There has to be a certain reverence and a certain respect for things that are sacred. And when you learn to do that in the presence of God, you will learn to be sacred in your home. You'll be sacred in your office, sacred wherever you operate, because things are going to be well arranged as it was in the house of God. The Queen of Sheba, after all of that, says, I heard it, but what I saw today in that court of yours, when I saw all these seven things, it's not to be compared to what Newsweek said and what Time magazine said and what the Forbes magazine said. It's, it's, it's beyond what I saw on YouTube. This is mind-blowing. And then she says, I hope those who are around you appreciate it. Happy are your servants who stand daily and see this. Because you see, there are people who still see wisdom and still walk in foolishness because they don't allow wisdom to teach them. But from Solomon we learn that wisdom is a theory and it's a practice. And from Bezalel we learn that wisdom is a theory and a practice. I pray that the theory of your life will be right and the practice of your life will be right. In Jesus' name, amen.